Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Now, Madison stays with us. He is the author of Quaz, a financial thriller. So let's get into the bank for international settlements. We've discussed central banks. We've discussed fractional reserve banking, um, creating creating money out of thin air as debt. Um, so what is the origin of this as you call it, a central bank for all central banks, the uh, the BIS or the Bank of International Settlements. When did it begin? Yes, it began in 1930 officially, but the idea of essentially an international super central bank can go back into the 1890s. Uh, there were folks talking about a super central bank, a international currency, and so... What this does is it, it, it's something that can take away sovereignty. It's something that can facilitate, you know, cross-border transactions. It's something that takes away, you know, rights of the people, basically, and in, enriches the powerful elite. And and how it does that and what it does, it, you know, that's what I think we can get into now. But to get specifically to the Bank for International Settlements, it's something that a lot of people have not heard of. 
and that is very much on purpose. The Bank for International Settlements does not want people to know about it. They don't want people to know what they're doing there. They don't want people to know what's happening there. And if you look at, like, in our country, the United States, um, where every time Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, he has a meeting with the, the, the Board of Governors, uh, the Open Market Committee, they release the meeting minutes. There's a press conference afterwards. But what you don't know is that every two months, Jerome Powell, the head of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, and the head of 63 central banks around the world, encompassing 95% of the world's uh, GDP, they meet secretly every two months in Basel, Switzerland, at the Bank for International Settlement. They have a multi-day meeting. They do not release minutes. They don't allow reporters. They don't talk about what they discuss there. They just simply fly to Switzerland in their private jets. They stay at fancy hotels. They enjoy gourmet meals. They talk about how do we want the global global uh, economy to develop, and they coordinate for the benefit of essentially the financial interests that are are really they're in control of and that control them and who owns central banks around the world, the member banks, as I mentioned, the United States. Uh, there are 12 Federal Reserve banks spread out around the country, San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Those are, are owned by commercial banks. And so this could go all the way back into the Rothschild who had originally wanted this type of uh, international central banking system in place to yeah, facilitate their business. And this is what is going on today with the Bank for International Settlement. What is the connection between the BIS and the uh, the Third Reich? So, when the BIS was formed in 1930, it was set up because there were problems getting reparations payments from Germany. And so there was, from the very beginning, a strong German component to the Bank for International Settlement. It was a way for the allied powers that had won World War I, Belgium, the United States, France, England, to facilitate payments from Germany. But literally just months before the, the bank was officially formed, the, the stock market crashed in 1929, and reparation payments stopped a year later. And, and the central bank began this metamorphosis into what it is today. It had a very strong German component, um, a guy named Helmar Schock, who was the head of the Reichsbank in the 1930s in Germany, um, was an instrumental uh, person in this. He had had a, uh, a secret meeting along with people from the New York Federal Reserve and other people that helped to create this. Uh, it, it, it's almost a replay of the secret meeting on Jekyll Island, except this was held on Long Island in New York. And they got together secretly. They put this together. The United States wanted nothing to do with it. Um, the Federal Reserve, in fact, was not allowed to become an original uh, official member of the Bank for International Settlement. And what happened was the people in Europe realized this won't work without the United States. And instead of the central banks becoming the founding members from the United States of the Bank for International Settlement, the private banks in the United States became the founding members. So the Bank of New York, the First Bank of Chicago, uh, 
So United States bankers had their influence in the central bank, in the Bank for International Settlements, and eventually used this bank as a mechanism to fund the rebuilding of Germany. It was literally a conduit for money from Wall Street into the Third Reich. And during World War II, it served as a conduit for feeding the Nazi war machine. Um, you know, Czechoslovakia, which was one of the first countries that Hitler took over, they had uh, thousands of tons of gold that were being stored for them by the Bank for International Settlements. And so when Czechoslovakia was taken over, Germany wants this gold to fuel its war machine. And instead of um, what would be a normal situation, because the Czechoslovakians were worried they were going to be taken over, they moved their money to England. And they moved it to England, but they didn't move it to England in their name. They moved it in the name of the bank of the central bank for central banks, the bank for international settlement. And so when Hitler and the Nazis demanded that they get Czechoslovakian gold, the bank for international settlement was the one that enabled the transfer of that gold through Amsterdam back into Berlin. Why would they do that? Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the 
world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian. Premium cocktails on demand. So why would the Bank of International Settlements enable the Nazis that way? The board of directors during World War II was dominated at the Bank of International Settlement by Germans. Uh, five different board members of the bank were tried for crimes against humanity, and some of them were executed. So you had Nazis control uh, on the board of the Bank for International Settlement. And the, the, the reason why the Americans and some of the uh, allied counterparts at the Bank for International Settlements went along with this was because even before uh, World War II, they were envisioning this global post-nationalistic world. And there in the Bank for International Settlements charter, it says that these assets, these funds cannot be uh, disturbed, whether in time of war or peace. And so there was this ideology that uh, they saw themselves as beyond citizens of their nations, but citizens of the world, and that this Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland was a place that, you know, should function as normal even during a time of war and be apolitical and not take a side of Nazi or not Nazi. And, of course, the Nazis that were on the board convinced the, the non-Nazis and the transfer went through. So... Um after the Second World War, was the Bank of International Settlements involved in the creation of the European Union and then the Euro? They, they basically did create the European Union. It, the, the entire system of the European Central Bank, the Euro, um, people might be aware that the European Central Bank has its headquarters today in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, so essentially what the, the Bank for International Settlement did after World War II is they carried out the plans for a post-World uh, War II Europe, but not the Allied plans, the Nazi plans. The Nazi plans were for uh, Europe dominated economically by Germany, uh, the power in Germany, and that is what we have today. We have a European Central Bank that is headquartered in Frankfurt, Germany, that is dominated by the German Bundesbank, which is the German central bank, because uh, Germany is simply the most powerful economy in Europe, especially after it was reunited. It dwarfs any, any other economy, Spain, um, you know, France. And, and so you have this dominated Europe. And even before World War II, the Nazis were talking about what are we going to do after we win World War II? Well, one of the things they want to do, they want to create a common currency, they want to remove national borders, and they want all this uh, economic power and might to be headquartered in Germany. And that, that's exactly what we have now. So um, if you have the, uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada the, and, and the, the chairman of the Fed and so forth uh, attending these secret Bank of International Settlement meetings, is the... Um, the monetary policy, um, for each country dictated, uh, at the BIS? In other words, 
I mean, we have a finance minister in the House of Commons. Are you saying that basically they're powerless? I, they have power if they would use it. So Congress, ha- Congress in our country, and I'm not sure it's quite similar in Canada, uh, has oversight over the Federal Reserve. But you have to wonder, is there a similar group of people that is having their bidding done through these central central banks that also happens to have politicians under their um, pocket. So if we had a completely independent uh, governing class and legislature, uh, then they could have oversight and do something about it. But, but you have to wonder, do they really want to do something about it? And I think the fact that they haven't means that they don't. You have some people in our country, um, you know, Rand Paul, um, Ron Paul, who have argued for audits of the Federal Reserve, uh, people who have wanted to take the United States out of some of these intergovernmental international organizations like the United Nations, the IMF, the World Bank, the Bank for International Settlements. And in fact, after World War II, it was so horrible that at Bretton Woods, every, every United States representative said, we need to get out of the Bank for International Settlements and dismantle it immediately mysteriously, there were plans put in place for this to happen. It's not clearly explained in the historical literature, but the decision was reversed. And in 1948, the Bank for International Settlements was back up and running, even though half of its board had been Nazi war criminals, even though they had facilitated the enablement of the Third Reich. And they went in to go on to have this Treaty of Maastricht where they created the euro and until the ECB, the European Central Bank, moved to Frankfurt, they kept their offices at the Bank for International Settlement headquarters in Basel, Switzerland, while this was all developed. So, miraculously, after World War II, they're left in power. They're allowed to carry out the, the Third Reich's post-World War II economic plans. And today, they are essentially the leading uh, cutting edge for the enablement of central bank digital currencies. So now, yeah, let's get into central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, CBDCs. Um, recently up here in Canada, the Bank of Canada a, a number of times has have publicly stated that there there is no interest in a central bank digital currency in Canada, that they've done some internal polling, the people of Canada don't want it. Uh, but then quietly over Christmas, <laughs> here we go again. It always happens over Christmas. Quietly over Christmas, the Bank of Canada, uh, registered the trademark for, um, a, a digital currency in Canada, the Bank of Canada digital currency. They registered the trademark, even though publicly they say they're not pursuing it, which is kind of, uh, a telling. Um, what is the role of the BIS? in the creation of a, uh, a central bank digital currency? So there is one major role, which is technological. So they are working on what I would call the financial plumbing, the mechanics, the rails, to enable different countries to issue, issue uh, CBDCs and do cross-border payments. And they, they have a whole other plan, which, you know, we can also get into a little bit of that, but just to, to piggyback on your comment about Canada, that is exactly the playbook that these central banks are using. They're saying we haven't decided yet, we're just exploring central bank digital currencies, 
but they're doing everything to put them in place in the meantime. So the biggest central bank that's doing that is the European Central Bank. They say potential euro, potential euro or digital euro, but yet they have this plan where there is a letter just from January 3rd of this year saying we're now starting to hire different vendors for the implementation of the digital euro. Well, if there is only a potential, why are you hiring vendors to put this in place? This is exactly the type of stuff that could be going on at the BIS that I think is going on at the BIS, but that I have no way of knowing if it's going on at the BIS because everything is confidential. I believe that the central bankers are sitting there talking about CBDCs. They're talking about how they want to roll them out, how they want to do it in a way that makes sense so that it can at least look like um, they know what they're doing. And they're coordinating this and then they're going to go ahead and they're going to implement it in their respective nations. Um, one note on this is the largest economy in Africa, Nigeria, uh, was one of the first to roll out an actual CBDC a couple years ago. And it's very telling on how they did this to get adoption. They told the Nigerian population that to cut down on money laundering and fraudulent transactions, they needed to issue all new paper currency. They gave a deadline for the Nigerian people to submit all of their old banknotes to banks and to the government of Nigeria, and then were told, we will reissue you the new tougher-to-counterfeit notes. But guess what happened? The Nigerian government took all their money in, never issued them the new notes, and said, well, you can use our central bank digital currency, the E-Naira, their currency is the Naira, the people in Nigeria revolted. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high5casino.com. High Five Casino. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.